When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kudla. I'm Evgeny Donskoy. I'm Henry Laksana. I'm Peter Turepko and, and you're, you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Hey, welcome back, tennis fans. We've had the one final over. Ash Barty wins at home in Australia and claims her first Australian Open title and unbelievably her first hardcourt Grand Slam as well. And she has now won on three surfaces and uh, makes an elite list, doesn't she, JG? There's only a few, a few people who have managed to do that. Yeah, I mean, the only one left now is the US Open. And sort of coming into this event, I know you predicted Ashley Barty along with 55% of our GTL community. She was the big favourite. Yeah, We wasn't sure, um, I wasn't sure anyway, that she could go all the way and win it. I thought maybe there could be a stumbling block along the way. But she's done it. The favourite's gone all the way in straight sets and demolished the whole field. Let's be honest, it wasn't really... Uh, she wasn't troubled at all. The only time you can really talk about her being troubled was today. Danielle yeah. Collins in the second set was 5-1 up. And somehow, by some miracle, she managed to bottle it. Because I would say a lot of that was down to Danielle Collins throwing it away than rather than Barty increasing her level and showing the yeah. great ability. I, had, I, I listened to the Silk Report earlier and he was saying it wasn't really a choke. For me, that is a choke. I think Danielle Collins did choke. I know what John means, because when he talks about a choke, usually you'd be in a winning position in a match, and you're sort of closing out a match. But you could definitely say she choked the set. Yeah, oh, I, I totally agree. 5-1, uh, you're sort of home and dry, really. You had two opportunities to serve out for the set as well, and to lose both of them. Yeah. So It was just super sad, really, for her. You saw it was... It, all the games sort of fell apart. It was a apart. bit of a flat ending because she's been great, Danielle Collins, up to this point. And we wasn't sure whether she could do it. We looked at 11 months prior, she was able to beat Barty in straight sets. But ultimately, as Gary says, <laughs> Barty head and shoulders yeah. over the rest of the women for the time being. And I, I kind of want to talk about this to start with. Before we get up the tweets, I want to sort of look at the women's tour a bit deeper. And realistically, if Barty's performing at this level, who can stop her this year? I think Eager maybe on the clay courts. Yes. There's not like a Serena-like figure, is there, on tour, who you think, oh, she's going to really struggle against her. No. You look at, say, an Osaka. I think Barty gets the better of her. Yeah. Azarenka, she gets the better of her. 
I'm just struggling to find names who I think, you know what, she could push on. Hallop? I don't think so either. I th- I th- no, not at all, really. I know Sabalenka and her had some really close matches. Yeah. But ultimately, this level of Barty, what we're seeing right now, she could dominate this season. I think yeah. it's hard to really look past her. Of course, she is someone who does struggle with injuries. She, her clay court form isn't the greatest, but yet she's a Roland Garros champion. <laughs> it's still pretty good. <laughs> it's like I'm just trying to... I'm, just an interesting thought. Uh, I know it's late at night. I've been having some late night thoughts. I've had a few beers. And it's been one of them where I've been thinking, who can actually really travel Barty? It's it's tough to really think. Like on the on the hard courts, there was a few people that we thought might be able to mount a challenge, but they all went out really early. Obviously, there was uh, uh, Mugalutsa, Badoza, and Contavi. They were the three that I was thinking these these three can pose a real threat. Didn't even get near to even playing her, so it was very sad that she didn't really have to face the who's who in this tournament either yep. because similar to sort of what's happened to Rafa sort of happened a little bit to Barty as well that all the other people are just knocking out the uh, the tougher opponents for him and she I think she still would have beaten them to be honest but she didn't have to she just got straight sets all the way and she hasn't dropped a set now since the one against Coco Goff which is the first match of the year which yeah, I mean, incredible. if you look at ranking-wise, the players she's played has not been that imp- amazing. Madison Keys, 50th. Uh, Pegula, 21st. Daniel yep. Collins, of course, the highest. Well, she's now 10th, but before the tournament, 30th. Yep. And then sort of Georgie, I don't know where she is. 33rd, but yeah. I don't know. It's not... <laughs> I don't even want to look too much into the rankings because I don't mean a lot, but the players she played were pretty beatable for her. They could have been a lot tougher. But even then... I think she's that good. Whoever she was faced up against, she would have beaten. Even I could cry. I know we've got Jane Sankratikova. Yeah. I think Barty's still another level yet again. Uh, we've got Simply Grace and something interesting. Uh, JG, it almost looked like your prediction uh, might have come true. Listen, it looked no. like it was on track. Five well up in the second. <sighs> she was playing very well, Daniel Collins, and she could have quite easily taken a break in the third. It's like, it I, it's like I said, though, in, the, uh, in our little mini preview, it was the same with Radu Kanu at the at the US Open, which he got all the way through in straight sets. And I yeah. said, I think we both said in three, or we both predicted three, and it meant she was going to win in straight sets. And that's what we did, and that's what happened again. So yeah. we went for three, hoping for the epic final. Ended up with, I don't know, like you said, left, left a bit flat at the end. Uh, it was great for the Australian fans, but I think the neutral supporter didn't really get much in the way of like a uh, sustenance out of that that final Ooh, that's I was, a big word yeah i know i'll try my best for, the, for this later it's like i've got so. john on yeah <laughs> we've been watching too many silk reports this is a problem <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh but i totally echo what you're saying i i think it was just it was sad that we didn't get to see that third set because i think if we did it would have been considered like quite an exciting final then but yeah. The way it ended, ugh, I mean, Daniel Collins probably just going to be having sleepless nights now for the God knows how many months to come, thinking about that 5-1 lead. In a way, but then I feel like she can still sleep well at night, knowing she's in the top 10. She had yeah. a great event, made a good purse, oh, yeah, and she's come it. back from a lot of adversity as well and got to a Grand Slam final and lost to the very best. So I don't think she can beat herself up too much. Let's no. go through some of the tweets, and here we go. Ash Barty tweeted out, I'm so proud to be an Aussie. Um, yeah, you've got to say she does come across very well. Extremely humble, yeah. uh, kind-natured. 
model professional. Yeah. You see her always congratulating opposition and extreme, extremely popular as well amongst fellow players. Oh, yeah. Um, I know we've not got all the tweets, but I've had a little look through. There's not many players who haven't congratulated Barty today. And mm. I mean across the whole WTA. If you look at sort of other players when they win, it can go a bit quiet. Do you not think? Like yeah, Not yeah. many people say much. With Ashley Barty, it seemed to be a whole collective effort. Everyone was congratulating her. She is one of the most popular people in the locker room. And I think that is a tribute to her as a person. Uh, her personality is great. And she's clearly very level-headed and, and extremely popular. So for that, I'm really pleased for her because she does seem like a lovely lady. Um, so And she fully deserves it because she is the best player in the world, the number one, uh, and deserved to win. Yeah, I think that that is... That needs to be like uh, recognised as well. I think it, it it's one of those things which isn't spoken about enough because it's all very well and good just having, oh, look, we've got like obviously someone like Radu Khan who wins a slam and now she's all over the front page of everything and there's just like promotions wanting to sign. And it's a completely different thing. Like this is somebody who is a much better tennis player, much more accomplished, much more respected by her fellow peers. But from like a public perspective, she doesn't get the recognition she deserves. And I think that tennis needs to change a little bit in that way. Uh, it's been like that on the women's side a little bit too much for, for my liking. Obviously, like uh, the people who seem to be earning the, the most money outside of the sport with sponsorships are obviously the people who are like the better looking tennis players and yeah. not so much the people who are the face of the sport, which Ash Barty, she's undoubtedly the best women's player uh, on the tour. And the more that people get behind and want to switch on and watch her play, the better for me. Because if you want to see how to play tennis on a high level consistently, she is the benchmark. And if you can't, well, if you can't beat Ash Barty, then uh, yeah, she's it's going to stay number one. Uh, yeah, this is what time. Danielle Collins had to say after the match in her speech. She said, first, I think I owe you a big congratulations to Ash on a phenomenal two weeks and a phenomenal couple of years. I really admire you as the player you are and the variety in your game. Hopefully, I can implement some of that in mine. Um, you've got to remember, Ashley Barty has more variety than anyone. Yeah. Them slices, if other players could adopt it, they're going to be really dangerous, especially some of the harder hitters. Imagine yeah. the likes of uh, Sabalenka able to adopt that slice. She'd be lethal. Yeah, it's all about intelligence. Or a Ribikina. Yeah, if a Ribikina could do that. She could win a slam. I think there's just a few. Sometimes on the women's tour, they're a bit one-dimensional. Uh, yep. Barty, the whole package, and that is a real big attribute to her, and the reason why she's so successful. I think this is something that maybe get some of the young players that are coming through taking that type of tactic on. Like if you've got Coco Goff with that slice, uh, think I'm what, how much more dangerous she's suddenly going to become because she has all the weapons, all the power uh, for all the forehands, the serves, everything. Just maybe missing like a little like deft touch here and there or a, or another option uh, of attacking. A secret, a secret weapon. Yeah, sometimes. exactly. I mean, it's just another thing to throw at your opponent. And that's what Ash Barty does so well. She just throws so many different things at her opponent. And I think that one thing that I was noticing today that I'd it's hard to pick up on because I know I know that I always like say, oh, look, Barty's like she's obviously 5'5". Five, five, and I always say, oh, look, she's got little feet and all that sort of thing. And it's quite... Um, interesting to see how her footwork is and that was what i was watching today very closely and 
the ball comes flying back from Collins so yeah. fast. She adjusts so quickly, and you can only really notice it in the replays. Like, in, and when they slow it down, she steps perfectly to be able to hit returns. And I don't know, some of those returns she was hitting from uh, Daniel Collins' power shots, they were just going straight into the opposite corner and hitting lines. I just think that that is a very underrated part of her game that people aren't noticing. It's very slight movements that she does just to be able to get in positions to hit winners. Yeah. And that's just the, the sign of a great, I think. I think a lot of that's a tennis brain as well and anticipation. Mm. Um, but let's move through some of these tweets. Yep. Apologies, find the, the cursor. So the next one here, Jose Morgado, friend of the pod, saying, incredible to read. So many messages from other players to Ash Barty. She's the world number one and looks like the most liked player in the locker room as well. I feel like we've touched on this. Brilliant. It, it speaks volumes. Uh, next one, Dan Andrews. Oops, um, wait, go on that again. Just hover over. I forget what he is. Victorian, the Premier of Victoria. I know he's an MP. He was very much involved in all of the whole Djokovic <laughs> stuff. Uh, I don't want to talk about that at all. Nope. So I don't know why I'm bringing it up. But that's Fantastic. the first name I think of when I see Dan Andrews now is Novak Djokovic and drama. But <sighs> he congratulated Ash Barty. He said, congratulations, all the pressure in the world and you delivered an exceptional Australian and a genuine star, a role model and sportswoman for the ages. We spoke about the pressure she was able, she was under. She handled it easily, didn't she? Yeah, there was that, that little wobble. Issue. Everybody was saying the Barty dip. When's the Barty dip coming? There was a small dip. She uh, hit a few wayward forehands. There was a few that went into the net. Credit to Danielle Collins. She was sort of forcing the issue. So it's not all just Barty having a complete dip. But the way she fights back, I think it's a heart of a champion and especially to do it in front of the home fans as well. She could have completely bottled it and then just lost that set, gone down a break, like you were saying, yeah. in that final set. That could have easily happened if she didn't have it all going on upstairs. She reset and somehow she just capitalised on Daniel Collins' uh, like weakness, let's say, at the end of that second set. Yeah, exactly. This one. Right, Serena and Barty both won their first three Grand Slam titles on different surfaces. In those three title runs, wins a uh, number of wins over top 10, uh, Serena 6, Barty none. To over top 20, Serena 9, Barty 3. Over top 30, Serena 10, Barty 6. And uh, over the top 50, Serena 13, Barty 10. And then against former Grand Slam champions, Serena 8, Seven different champions, Barty just two. So, I mean, making Serena look pretty good there, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't even know what to read into this, but I thought it was interesting and worth it's sharing. An interesting stat, though, isn't it? I don't mean we can't really criticize Barty for this. You no. can only win who's put in front of you. But yep. ultimately, her three Grand Slams, the, the players she's played, haven't been the highest caliber. Let's be honest. She's not played anyone inside the top ten. Only three players inside the top twenty. It's pretty lucky. I think I don't even know how to way to dress it up. It's quite rare to be able to do that, but she's she only he's put in front of her, like I keep saying. Yeah, well, exactly. She would have played higher caliber opposition, like if she'd have played. She, she does still beat the higher caliber opposition, but just not in the Grand Slam. So I think if she was, if they were there, she would have beaten them. But we're never going to know that for sure. Well, she would have been on course. She could have potentially played Muguruza in the final. Muguruza didn't make it there. She was number three. She could have played Badoza in the semi-final. She was number six. She didn't make it there either. The list goes on. There's Sarkari in there as well. All of these players. Eager was obviously number. Uh, what was she? Eight or nine in the world. 
didn't make it to player either. Even higher, yeah. Yeah, so it's just like all of those players were on the list, <laughs> but they didn't make it to the party. No. <laughs> Sorry for the pun. <laughs> didn't get it. But in. that's pretty amazing stats there for Serena. But we already know that. She's still my goat. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it goes without saying. Right, so this one... Uh, Introducing the only women in the open era to win their first three Grand Slam singles titles in Paris, London, and Melbourne. Uh, we've got Yvonne Goulagon Corley. Uh, there we go. The dates 1971 Roland Garros and the same year Wimbledon. And then the Australian Open in 1974. And then you've got Ash Barty there, Roland Garros 2019, Wimbledon 2021, and Australian Open this year. And then you've got a nice picture there. Of them together. <laughs> yeah. It was nice, wasn't it? Yeah, no, I don't really much to say about it. It's um it's nice, yeah. I just thought it was just a nice little uh like history meeting meeting each other on, on the court and uh just I'm sure for Barty, I bet that was just like a absolutely incredible moment. Oh, I'm just sure she there. looks up to her massively, so oh, totally. Yeah. So absolutely uh and just to see that well the smile on her face says it all, I think. I think Barty's <laughs> someone who she loves tennis. You've got to remember that. Yeah. So she knows all the history. She would have watched her plenty of times. And yeah. it was a special moment. Makes it even even greater winning it in Australia with a legend standing by her side. Yep. Right. On to the next one. Do you want to read this one? Yeah, Ravi. I do like a bit of Ravi. He always has some good <laughs> tweets. He's saying, with Ash Barty winning today, the longest home uh, drought in singles at a Grand Slam, either men or women, falls to France. Roland Garros, Mary sure. Pierce in the 2000s. And Roland Garros is one, well, a certain man who's going to be playing later on, almost today, in six minutes, I can say today, but very soon, Rafael yeah. Nadal in a final. He's the guy who's dominated Roland Garros on the men's. On the women's, there's been a few different champions, but no French people. When's no. that going to change? I find that fascinating since 2000. So before it was, what was it, 19... I forget what the record was. 1974, was it? The last Australian? So. Uh, it was 44 years ago. So, yeah, whatever that uh, equates to. Is that 78? Maybe 84 or something, yeah. Someone let us know in the live chat. When was the last time someone won the Australian before Barty to an Australian? But here, I don't know. I'm going to ask you the question. Who's going to be the next French person to win? Could it be a Clara Burrell? Well, could it be a Gal Monfils? Is it a Benoit pair? Elise Cornet, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Elise Cornet. 78. Cheers, cheers, BJ. There you Appreciate go. That. It was 78. Uh, I don't really know, to be honest. It's a bit of a hard thing to really try and predict because there's no one really who's knocking on the door at all no. uh, on, on the women's side yet. Who go on, but I don't see him doing it. Nothing yet. I don't see it. Like, not on like these, they're not like the top. Oh, of Mutet's the top. a good clay court, yeah, know. but they're not top of the top, though. This is what I mean. They're not challenging for even third or fourth. Jack rounds. going Garcia, Caroline Garcia, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know if, if I'm honest. Okay, I'm gonna ask another question then. Is it gonna happen on the women's or men's? Probably neither at the moment, but uh, well, it's gonna, happen. It's gonna more... happen eventually, Ben, in our lifetime. Someone from France is going to win Roland Garros. I have a All feeling. Right. So we've got to put this down in, and then we've got so to So we're going to remember this. this. If we do the podcast for our whole lifetime, then we're going to go back to this moment to remember. And I'm going to say it's a, it's a, it's a female. I think it's going to be on the WTA. I'll go men's then. 
<laughs> but do you believe that? <laughs> I don't know. Once Rafa's retired, it might open the doors up for a few more people to have a well, go. It could be a young Frenchman on on the scene coming through. Who We've got uh, Jamie going Songa. <laughs> Gaston. Songa's been France's best. What about Gaston? He got to the. Well, I mean, round. Gaston loves Paris, so exactly. See, there you go. It's Gaston's going to win it. Kazoo, Arthur, good old Arthur Kazoo. What about uh, Vladenovic, Van, Van Asher? Well, I don't know. You've you're picking them all out now. Well, Van Asher's the junior, the junior uh, Roland Garros champion, but I don't know. He hasn't really done anything on the main tour yet. No. So, uh, Lucas, uh, Luca Van Asher, Lucas Pule. Manorino, yeah, yeah, yeah. Manorino's back. Wow, you never know. Jill Simon. <laughs> right, enough French players. Let's move on. <laughs> Jill Simon might beat Medvedev in the final. I prefer right. these ones, like Kazoo, like some of the young players. Oh yeah, Arthur Kazoo. Yeah, let's yeah, move on. Good. good. Anyway, yes, moving on. That was a bit of fun, wasn't it? This was Barty. Do you want to do I'll this? let you read it. Okay, Too Barty. No just worries. Before you read it, I just want to give a shout out to some of the super chats we got. Yes. We've got uh, Brandon in. Cheers, Brandon. Saying, Let's go, Medvedev. We will touch on the men's uh, just towards the end of this video very soon. Uh, so let's see. Great. So we've got a Medvedev fan in. And we've got Vanch as well saying, This stat is wrong. The longest drought now is Yannick Noah of France, who won Roland Garros in 1983. Oh. Yeah, but didn't someone win it in 2000? Did they? Well, let's go back to the tweet. One sec. Where is it? Is it Ravi? Yeah. Mary no, the women's. That's because it's talking about women. Yeah, we're women. talking about men's and women. Yeah, men, men, men's and women's. Yeah, men's and women's. I don't think Vance read the tweet. Uh, he just jumped all over it. Gone in on full attack mode. Right, next Appreciate one. the super chat anyway. Thanks, Yeah, Vance. cheers, Vance. Yeah, so it, to my team, wow. I'm so lucky tonight to have so many people here who love and support me. Pretty bloody special that my mom, dad, and my sisters are here. Pretty wrapped that they could come down here today. I'm incredibly, I'm an incredibly lucky girl to have so much love in my corner. That's nice. Yeah. Good that she's got a big team around <laughs> yeah, her. It really does. <laughs> Pretty bloody special. <laughs> I love it. But she does it. She's not afraid. I saw some other people like, wasn't it eager uh, writing some congratulations to her and saying, mate, and in her tweet and just saying, I'm trying to be Australian or something. Well, this is quite funny. It's sort of a good um, segue onto Medvedev because on his team, I don't know if you've noticed, but there's hardly anyone there. Medvedev's got his coach, some other guy, I think one other person. That's it. No one else is in his box. <laughs> it's one of the most minimal, minimalistic boxes you could ever see. Uh, Barty, however, had the whole, whole caboose there, which is great. Wow. Who did Djokovic have in his box? Djokovic isn't there. Got oh, deported, yeah. Ben. He had a couple of lawyers <laughs> in his box. There was no trainers. All right, All right, moving on. Right, this one's saying her story. Uh, is that all supposed to be one word? Or I'm, oh, history. Oh, got it. Sorry, I'm just being a bit. It's a bit late at night. Probably because <laughs> her story made 
history. That's supposed to be like a play on words there. <laughs> uh, Ash Barty becomes the first Australian winner. Oh, yeah, we just spoke about this. Uh, yep. First Australian winner of the Australian Open singles title in 44 years and joins Serena Williams as the only active player with a Grand Slam title on all three surfaces. And it ties in nicely with that last one from Vanch. There are only five active male and female players to have won a major on all three surfaces. Quite a good list you join there, Ash Barty. Serena Williams, Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal, and obviously Novak Djokovic. Yeah, this is my favourite tweet of the lot. This is incredible. <laughs> Look who she's joined. Seri- well, wow. four goats. Yeah, Barty in the best possible company she could be in. So congratulations for her. That is such a big achievement, and we need to give that justice. Her winning on each surface is special. I want to see her do US Open, and yep. maybe she's probably favourite for that as well this year. She keeps the form. Yeah, it's like she's uh, now walked over uh, the other side of the bridge, and now she's gone onto the different pasture, and now she's mingling with all the, the goats on the other side, not with the rest of the flock who are crammed into her. Insane, that's awesome. Laura, great group <laughs> to be part of. It certainly is. I wish I was part of that group, but I'm not. I'm going to pose a little question to you now, just off the cuff, just because I think it might just be fun just to see you think on the spot. Um, how many Grand Slams can Ash Barty win? Seven. No. Oh, Very quick. It didn't take little, me long. A little bit lacklustre. I was hoping no, for some just... big... No. Shebang, she's going to eh? win seven Grand Slams. So another four. That's all. Wow. Yeah. That's just my opinion. Um, if you want me to go into it, I think the women's tour uh, can be very open. As much as Barty's the dominant force right now, things can change very, very quickly. And for me, I'm not going to put any more than seven. Seven's the number I'm going to stick at. Um, she's great now, but we need to think with a long-term perspective. There's going to be fresh talent coming all the time. We've seen what's happened with some of the younger players. They will be troubling her on some of the other surfaces, and I'm just sticking with seven. I think she stays fit, she can get to ten. That's what okay. I personally think. Yeah, we've got Eduardo going six max. Laura's got ten. Vance yeah. going six. So We're kind of in the right ballpark, it seems. The fact that she's a threat on all surfaces, I think, is key to why i'm going to say that because i think she uh, any slam she has a potential i think she could easily pick up a slam a year for sure and then what she's only got to do it over the next seven years yeah just keep picking one up yeah fair enough and then let's move on anyway to the have we done this last one the last one was just uh (laughs) daniel collins on the last one hey girls the future you did it you're in the top 10 player now we don't have sound on this one do we but we no i can if you want i can if you want i don't don't want to put you under pressure i know john struggles with it no it's fine i'm thinking i'm slightly uh a few years his uh junior so i think i might be able to manage it but no offense john don't worry we're just uh i'm counting john was quicker than this no, I mean, John had mate. it quicker than that, Ben. No, he didn't, mate. I saw it was about 10 minutes. You're on mute. Spent. I would love to be a top 10 player. I'm not a top 10 player right now, but maybe that'll happen in the future, you know? And I just have to focus on what I have to do every day. And I just try to take it one day at a time. I 
There we go. You can pause it there. Oh, she yeah, is no, a I'm top trying. 10 player now. <laughs> I'm trying to pause it. Stop talking, Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, uh, yeah, Look when you're spoken to. <laughs> Stop talking. We need Medford in the stream. Look at me. <laughs> Look at me. I'm talking to you. But yeah, Danielle Collins, top 10. Congratulations to her. I don't think she's going to be that disappointed. I know you did say that, but I think she's pretty happy with where she's been able to do. Yeah, uh, I think so too. Uh, this one was just going to be a quick wrap-up uh, podcast. We have obviously got very big plans coming up in about eight hours' time. It is the final of the men's, and it is Rafael Nadal versus the Mad Dog, Daniel Medvedev. God, and we're going to be covering it, so we need to get to bed. Listen, because... I mean, you can't miss it. You just can't miss it. I've been out tonight drinking uh, with a few friends and various people who don't watch tennis at all, and they're asking me about Rafael Nadal. It is huge. You yeah. have to be there tomorrow. It's a momentous occasion. I'm going to struggle to sleep tonight because I'm excited. Uh, I don't know what for because Medvedev is the big favourite. Rafa not been an underdog in a final since, what, 2006 against what, Federer? It's been a long time coming, him going into a final, but never, ever write him off. I'm going to be supporting him the whole way. I can't wait for it. You have to join us for it. We're going to start super early. We're even going to play the preview of our podcast just to get you in the mood early morning. So make sure you get in the stream nice and early and just refresh yourself on the things we've said prior. And then we're going to get in before the match starts anyway. Let's hope Rafa can do it. I know Ben's going to be cheering on Medvedev. We're going to wrap this one up here. Prepare for that. We'll leave you with the intro. Vamos, Rafa. Let's get 21. Make sure, guys, like and subscribe as well. And see you tomorrow, bright and early. See you soon. I'm going to just jump straight to it then. I think Rafa Nadal is going to win this year's Australian Open. It's going to be Daniel Medvedev. I think he he came close last year. He won the US Open on hard court. That's what I think. I think Daniel Medvedev turned the corner in Grand Slams now. I don't know how he's going to beat Medvedev in that final, but I'm going to be cheering him on. If he's there, I want to be full gun blazing supporting him. But let's go, Rafa. Let's get 21. Podcast Network.